is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello, 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 and good news. I am your host, Hannah Canningator. This is the podcast where I bring on a guest and tell them all about the people, places, and current events that are affecting the world in a positive way. This week, my guest is Haley Faust. Haley is a graphic designer, an animator, a printmaker, and a stylist based in Missoula, Montana, which may just be the heart of the Rockies. Haley has a beautiful blog called The Lovely Wild, which celebrates slow living and all things seasonal, a bunch of handmade, gorgeous, gorgeous things that I would never be able to do. It's really beautiful. You should check out her blog. It's thelovelywild.com. You can also find her on Instagram as well at the.lovely.wild. Yeah, I'm very, very excited about this episode. Haley is one of my closest friends and she was visiting L.A., What a better thing to do than have a good news episode together. If you like the podcast, please rate and review and subscribe. It really helps me out. And if you are ever curious about the articles or want to see photos, I post them on Facebook usually, but a really great place to find it all is to go to boardwalkaudio.com slash hello and good news. Every description there has hyperlinks to uh, everything that I talk about. And when you're there, you can check out some of the other really good podcasts. It's a very diverse podcast platform. I feel very lucky to be a part of the family there. And if you're there and you want to shop on Amazon, you can click the support our artist button and that'll take you over to Amazon where you shop around like you normally would. And then Boardwalk Audio gets some little pennies in our pockets every time you buy something. Um, I think that's all. Let's get to the good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. Good news, good news. Hello, good news. I think it's time we had some frickin' real good news. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's start. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Guess I'm here with one of my most best closest friends, Haley Faust. Yay. I'm so happy for <laughs> the good too. news. Oh, man, I'm so excited about this. Uh, we've been so excited all day. Mm-hmm. Haley's visiting from Montana. Missoula. Missoula, Montana. Heart of the Rockies is what they say. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, right? Do Is that what they say? I would think. <laughs> I thought, like, Colorado was the heart of the Rockies. Colorado through Montana. <laughs> right. I, okay. I think is <laughs> technically Isn't it like the, the heart end of the Rockies. <laughs> It, maybe it means more emotionally, you know? Yeah. Like, it's the spiritual heart mm-hmm. of the Rockies. Yeah, right. Missoula, Montana. Uh, yeah, lots of soul. Lots of that mountain soul. <laughs> Charles is here, too, and he's just laughing at just us. Shaking just shaking his head. Just shaking his head. Uh, okay, I'm really excited about this first story that I'm about to tell you. It is not news. It is, it's old news, but... Old but good. Yeah, so I'm going to do a throwback to it okay so this this husband and wife were married for like 30 years and they lived in japan they live in japan they have a uh, a dairy farm with like 60 cows and they've just been 
you know, like we're living just the life. living the dream. <laughs> I, that's sometimes my dream. It is. Well, not <laughs> probably not sixty cows. That seems <laughs> excessive for my pastoral fantasy. But like maybe a cow. Yeah. So that I could make homemade cheese or something of the like. like one one great cow. One. <laughs> I just had a named Bessie. <laughs> yeah. I just had a picture of you like running around in a field with sixty cows. Oh, it would be like that scene in Beauty and the Beast, Little Town. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's that's essentially my so fifty nine so, less cows, but other than that, one great cow that'll get you out of a tough situation if you end up in the forest, like the horse does in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, right. Well, I'm allergic to horses, so I could just ride around the cow. Oh yeah, are you not allergic to cows? I guess I don't really know. <laughs> Well, because are cows, are there like skin and fur? Is it? I'm it's, asking it's you leather. as if you're a cow expert. It's le- I mean, it oh. has like some hair on it, but it, it's not. Hmm. Soul. These are two girls from the soul <laughs> of the Rockies. <laughs> All right. Okay. This, okay. This <laughs> farmer, this dairy, they had a cute, cute little dairy farm with uh, lots of cows and they were living the life. And then. Wait, sh- where are they again? Japan. Japan. Okay. Um. Yeah, countryside, Japan. Um, so, but one day she realized that she, like, her vision was n- getting worse. And mm-hmm. so they, she had diabetes and she lost all of her vision within like a week. Oh. And she got within a week? Yeah. Like, it went from being kind of sh- bad to like she got blind real fast. That's like the most terrifying thing I've ever heard. Uh, yeah. And she got really, really depressed understandably so because she can't see anything anymore and so her husband he decided that she wouldn't be able to see flowers anymore but that the smell of her favorite flower like that sense and I knew this was a really good one for you (laughs) that that sense of smell could maybe bring her out of depression so he spent two years planting flowers all over their home and then just huge, huge, huge amounts of wildflowers. I wish um, you guys could see my face right now. <laughs> I do, too. She's on the verge that, of crying. It's the loveliest thing yeah. I've ever heard It's so in my good. whole life. And it did. It, like, brought her out of her depression. She, like, smiles again. And she said it helped her learn to see the world with all of her senses. Um, and brings it like he the healed world. But, her with yeah. flowers, and there there's so many. You guys can't see the pictures because you're listening, but there's it's bright, bright purple, and their whole lot is that's covered. Like and, if it was that opening scene from Beauty and the Beast, yeah, it would be perfect for like if you were like spinning in an apron. Yeah, like that's <laughs> the kind of flower field it is. Exactly. Oh, so she just lives among the cows and the flowers. Mm-hmm. So that's probably an okay life. Yeah. And I just love that. Oh, like being so, so sad about losing something. And then what a nice way to remind like, but you're still here and you're still present and you can still be a part of the world in your senses and you can smell things still like not everything was taken away from you. What I love about this story is that it could be like a fable. Like, it's Mm -hmm. such a timeless, like, there's nothing modern about it. Yeah. It's just like, you could be like, and the story of the old man and the flower garden. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's poetic. Mm -hmm. 
It's like the um, yeah, it could be the Christmas one, the gifts, the gifts of the oh, the gifts of the, the magi. magi. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ex- well, I don't know if <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that story, <laughs> but I mean, like that yes, type it's, of it's a, like parable kind of. Mm-hmm. It's so lovely. It feels like I want to like embroider that on a pillow. That it's like if you can't see the flowers, smell, smell them. them. <laughs> <laughs> That's so lovely. You're right. I do love that That's story. A good Haley story to open it's with. A very and what a what a wonderful partner. Yeah. See, some people stay married. <laughs> yeah. If anyone wants to look them up, I'll also have a link on uh, anytime I post an episode on if you go to Boardwalk Audio, all of my descriptions have hyperlinks to the source where I found this story if you want to like see pictures and stuff. And I also usually post it on the Facebook page. But if you want to just look them up, oh man, I always butcher people's names so bad, but it's uh Tashiyuki and Yasuko Kuroki, I think. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's probably going to be easier if you just find the link. <laughs> it's more of a more of a visual thing. Yeah, uh, and you should see the flowers to get the full effect of the story. Yeah. Um. Next story. Oh, good news. Good news. So this um, this is a local nonprofit in Springfield called uh, Springfield Partners for Community Action. And they their vision is to be like actually kind of the main nonprofit of Springfield. But <laughs> is it like a competition? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to me. Yeah. We're the main nonprofit we, around here. We want to do the most nonprofiting. And we're not going to make any profits. <laughs> Get out of here with those dollars. We don't want them. Because <laughs> that's what nonprofits are. Yeah. They don't make any money. They're in the negatives. <laughs> Um, but they they started a program for basically uh, well the reason I found the story is because they just had a uh, a cookout to raise awareness for their program and like a neighborhood cookout where they like basically fed anybody who needed food and their their mission is to utilize and provide resources to assist people in like anyone who's in need this is where the we want to be the main nonprofit mm-hmm. plan comes in to assist basically anyone in need in Springfield anyone in need of anything that's kind of what it seems like because let me read you the list that feels like that's a pretty <laughs> it's a pretty big <laughs> bold <laughs> offer to put on there. Yeah. they want to become their vision is to become the most prominent local nonprofit that, uh, that provides assistance to anyone in need but so they specifically like some of the things they do is they help feed the homeless. They will, their like goal is to make the transition of people who maybe aren't self sufficient mm-hmm. and help them and then get them fully on their feet by like helping them understand money or get out of, you know, yeah. whatever. So they trainings have trainings and yeah. safe spaces and. They have credit counseling, eviction clinic, emergency fuel assistance, which is for if your gas bill gets shut off because you're not paying it. Mm-hmm. They like come in with that. Financial literacy workshops, uh, housing counseling, um, low-income taxpayer clinic, like help with taxes. They have a program for people who have Alzheimer's to like help families who oh someone gosh. suffering with Alzheimer's. Um, they have affordable early education and uh, <laughs> child care. They have community scholarships. Um, yeah, they're like veterans, modern assi- superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> Like, we're just, just here to do good things. Yeah, we want to do what's right. Springfield to be great. And they help with weather because Springfield gets cold. They help with weatherization. Yeah, they have a veterans program. Weatherization? Yeah, if you can't afford to stormproof your house. <laughs> they, you're right. They really cover anyone who's in need. 
It's all the stuff. So they just want to make Springfield all self-sufficient and help with anything where it's like, oh, is this hard or is it bringing you down? What a what a concept. Yeah. Right? Like, what a lovely thing to just be like, we're a community and we want to take care of those in our community that might need a little extra help. Yeah. And it seems like kind of an umbrella company. It, it's kind of, there was another company that I brought up sort of like this or... Is a nonprofit a company? Yeah. Is that the right word? Um, I think it, I mean. Organization. Organization. Like, that's it. Yeah. Um, where they are like a huge nonprofit that wants to help all the other nonprofits that are helping in specific ways as well. Because they like partner with other smaller nonprofits and businesses to be the most efficient and proactive in the different areas. That's amazing. Yeah. Good job, Springfield. That's really good news. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, it feels like so often in our culture when, you know, people find themselves down, it kind of feels like the, the universe just kind of keeps kicking them and they yeah. can't catch a break. Yeah. And so I think this is really wonderful. The idea that when someone is down, maybe we can all communally step in and help bring them up a little bit Yeah. instead of just like, you know, thinking of people as lost Right, or you like know? figure it out. Pull your life together. Yeah, exactly. Attitude. Oh, okay. I need to write down the things I was going to look into because I did talk about James and I mentioned briefly briefly that um, Salt Lake was basically able to eradicate their homeless problem by like all the work and the help that they put into it. They They figured out, I mean, I didn't look up the details of this, so part of this could not be true, but... Uh, they figured out how to just basically heal the homeless problem for the whole city. So it doesn't really exist anymore. Wow. At least at a, in a very, very, very small scale. Because they just really were like, let's figure out. There's never a what, solve all mm-hmm. answer to it. But like, right. let's go through all the different aspects of what needs to happen and figure out how to help. I love how this one also has lots of just really helpful education stuff of like help with taxes things that yeah we all need a little help with Mm -hmm. you know like I I just think that that's really wonderful I do too and yeah like uh I honestly should probably take the financial literacy workshop (laughs) like here's how you save here's how you save money and like do this kind of stuff (laughs) yeah I think that it's it's just nice to see an organization that really, you know, and also that is so all encompassing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. They're like, there's a problem out there. We're trying to make it a little easier. Yeah. And that's yeah, pretty their, rare. Their slogan is helping people changing lives. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that pretty much covers, covers everything we're doing. Bases. Oh, yeah. Um, Good news. Mm hmm. And they have a lot of partnerships and stuff. Uh, so another really cool um, small town news thing. I guess Springfield isn't super small, but this came up. There's a a guy, a husband and wife, who basically started a small nonprofit to provide free flights for people who need to travel long distance for medical t- treatment. Hmm. So this guy is a pilot. Um, And his, I think it was, yeah, it was his father who was diagnosed with cancer when he was younger. And he remembers, like, uh, having to travel to go see the doctors. And he also remembers when one of the doctors gave them, like, tickets to go see the Cubs when they had to travel to Chicago. Um, 
And he like, it made him think about how he wanted to do stuff like that for other people. And then he realized so much of the time people, they have to pay all the plane tickets and everything to get to a place that can provide. On top of the, you know, the absolutely ridiculous medical bills that they're under. Yeah. And so he has like a little plane and he will fly them for free. And he'll, uh, he just most recently picked up a kid who has brain cancer and they, he brought him to where his treatment was far away and he let him sit in the front seat and learn about the GPS and pilot stuff. So it was like a really fun thing as well. Mm -hmm. Such a wonderful thing. Is it a teeny tiny plane? It's a small plane. Um, like one of those little like four seaters. I think so. Yeah. So I'm kind of scary, probably. <laughs> that scares me a little bit. But I think it's really wonderful what he's doing. And I bet the kid thought it was really Yeah. Cool, I think, I mean, he's a pilot, so he can fly other planes, too. But I think the one he owns. Yeah. I'm sure um, but now they're, they're actually expanding because they're looking for more pilots and other vi- volunteers. And they actually are having a fundraiser. They're having a fundraiser because they're expanding a lot. Such a cool idea. I know. And way to, like, take what you do in the world and put it to a good cause you know where it's like well I know how to do this I can fly planes I'm going to help make these people's journey a lot easier yeah um it's kind of like the last story it's just the helping just helping I guess I guess that would apply to a lot of your good news yeah I know (laughs) it's just people helping but it's so refreshing and inspiring yeah to be like what can I do this is stuff that's happening. I don't know. I just like uh, finding local news stories like this because you're like, this is huge. Why isn't this being blown up more? Well, and that's why I love your podcast because it's so easy right now to get buried mm-hmm. in the negative news and to be sometimes too overwhelmed to like look at the news yeah so I what rarely I I know because it's I mean I want to stay informed I want to yeah. be an informed citizen but it's really a lot right yeah. now and so it's so refreshing to just hear about good people doing good things in the world and yeah. a reminder that humanity you know isn't all bad yeah did I tell oh quick uh side note before I go off on this I did just I misquoted he does have access to bigger planes the pilot does okay and he's working um he can also probably arrange for a commercial flight if that's what a family needs I would probably be the person that's like thank you so much this is so (laughs) generous of you I really don't like little tiny planes (laughs) so if we could just take like a commercial jet that would be so great thank you so much Thank you. You broke your arm. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but it's an expensive flight. (laughs) Yeah, flights are expensive. They don't have a lot of hospitals over here in the heart of the Rockies. (laughs) Heart of the Rockies. I might have made that up. That might be like that might like be Denver's motto or something. But I know I've heard it before Mm -hmm. and just assumed it applied to Missoula. I think it's a fair thing. Soul. Soul of the Rockies. Mountain soul. Missoula. That sounds like one of those horrible, like, stay wild, moon child. Yes. <laughs> Free your mountain soul. In, like, yeah. white text over a picture of I a girl's just, back. Yeah, like hiking. <laughs> Which I feel bad saying because I, literally yesterday you took a picture of my back. Yeah. Like, in, front of- <laughs> in front of a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, oh, but what I was going to say before I s- 
I, uh, apologies if you've heard me say this a ton of times. It's just one of my favorite facts. Uh, but I don't think I've told you about it. Or maybe we have had this conversation. Tell me, tell me. Um, it's been actually proven that when people read only negative news or are faced with something that is just negative, negative, mm -hmm. like problems, yeah. um, that they, it depends on how it, uh, the information is given to them. If it's in a negative way, it's like people start to give up. And so you see all these crazy news stories about horrible, horrible things that are happening and your thought is, well, I can't do anything about this. Mm -hmm. Or you don't even think about how could I help with this. But when news is given in a way that is solution-based, that is like, here's a problem. Look at these people who are making a difference. Mm -hmm. It You actually start to think, I could do something like that. Like, it's so true. I feel it's really like active. Wasn't there some Facebook study thing that was going on maybe i'm maybe i'm making this up but i feel like a couple years ago there was a situation where they were doing some kind of testing where they were like showing people a bunch of like negative news on their feeds mm. versus positive and then like gauging their reactions or something like that and people were freaking out because they're like i'm not your lab rat facebook yeah maybe i'm making that up <laughs> but i feel like i remember that happening where it's like it's that same idea that's if you're going to see negative yeah. negative 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 you get overwhelmed it's kind of like um practice like actively practicing gratitude they say yeah. that if you write down three things you're grateful for every day yeah. for 2 weeks you'll feel the effects of your happiness increases mm -hmm. your overall life satisfaction like months later they've done these studies and i wish i had the numbers in front of me but yeah. it's like three months after that two weeks your happiness will still be increased because you're actually rewiring your brain yeah to look for things to be grateful for yeah instead of everything you don't have right um yeah that makes total sense i love that yeah and it also makes sense of the well i really hook on to the term solution based mm -hmm. because it means you're not ignoring that there is things that are not cool, mm -hmm. but the you, what it is acknowledging is there is a solution or a way to make it better or a way to mm -hmm. look at the other side of it. And yeah. yeah, I mean, it's humans looking beyond themselves, which we often, you know, we're notorious for being so self-absorbed, like yeah. as animals, you yeah. know, and so it's that that idea of I can make <laughs> someone else's life a little easier. Yeah. I'm only laughing because I'm picturing the, the bears being like, those humans, they're notorious <laughs> for being incredibly self-involved. Self-absorbed. Self <laughs> uh. uh. God, can you believe they put another thing over here? They built another it's building? Like what the rest of the world feels about Americans. Yeah. how bears feel about humans. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, just obnoxious. They didn't even ask. They didn't ask. <laughs> So selfish. Always looking at their phones. What about what I want to do this weekend? <laughs> we never ask bears. You know, we you never, never ask do. them what they want. What do you want to do this weekend? I'm sorry. I was only doing my plan. <laughs> They're like, they always keep their food like way out of reach. Yeah. Like where we couldn't possibly even get to it. Who does that? Try and pick up my babies. Humans do do that, which is crazy. Oh, like God. stupid idiot humans see baby animals. In Montana, yeah, in at Yellowstone, somebody picked up a baby bison because they thought he was getting too cold. Yeah, and they put him in, in the, the car, car, right? And then did he die? They had to euthanize him because he the was mom then, like, rejected yeah. by the herd, and it was this whole thing. And, like, I mean, the people 
they weren't trying they didn't they weren't being mean-spirited right they they were trying to help but they were so self-involved that so they never looked up a damn thing about how the and bison lives it, well <laughs> exactly and just like uninformed yeah and also like if you're out on the prairie of montana that bison looks a little chilly <laughs> He's too cold. He's going to die out here. Quick, get him in the Jeep. We'll take him, him to the ranger station. What, what do you think the ranger was like? Oh, God. When they pulled up and they opened up the trunk and they were like, here you go. We, we Good citizens. Yeah. So mad, probably. I, I bet the rangers in Yellowstone, I cannot imagine the kind of stuff that they have to deal with. Oh, I know. We were just like, what? God, Someone tried to ride a moose, yeah. you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, in Alaska, where I'm from, people get hurt every year, like, trying to pet the moose. Oh, God. Like, I feel like even if I was in a place that's not my home, you know, yeah. like, if I'm unfamiliar, like, if I'm in Africa, yeah, I'm not going to, like, try to go, like, no. pet a wild giraffe. Yeah, that's insane to me. Well, you say that. Oh, yeah. You say that. <laughs> but you did try to save a roadkill possum, got bit. And then ran around L.A. for three days trying to get a the rabies. necessary rabies shots, which are surprisingly difficult so to obtain to in L.A. So, I don't You're know. You're right. I have no room. You have no room. I have no room to her speak dad, on this. Her dad was like, I felt like we didn't need to say this, but never try to pick up a wounded animal. <laughs> Hannah, you're from We're Wyoming. From <laughs> you grew up in the mountains. That possum. <laughs> My it, spirit animal. It, <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Oh, you asked me that the other day, and for some reason I couldn't think of it. You said to me, what's your spirit animal? And I was like, I don't know. But a it's possum. possums. And I've been saying that for a while. So is it actually pronounced possum, or is it a possum? A possum. Uh, peanut gallery I like over how there. we both just looked to Charles <laughs> like you would know. Well, I, I say mean, possum. I say possum, too, but I always feel like I may be doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Like it is a possum. Would it be an opossum? Or will they mind? And we just are too at home. They're just shaking their heads. <laughs> Notorious. <two>. Notoriously <laughs> self-involved <laughs> humans. The bears that are listening to this podcast yeah. right now are yeah. like, oh, case in point. Yeah. Talking like they know what our life is like. <laughs> two white girls sitting on a couch talking, <laughs> talking about, about what bears. a bear's life <laughs> must be like. We don't know their struggles. <laughs> um, on to the next. This one. Okay, so France just banned the use of unhealthily thin fashion models this month. So what they are doing is if you're a model in France, you have to go to a doctor. You mm-hmm. have to have a physical. You have to be a healthy human being. Yeah, you have to um, have a BMI that is not crazy and... Um, what they're also doing is now digitally altered photographs um, in magazines and everything has it has to say it. It has to be labeled. Yeah, and that's pretty incredible. Isn't that awesome? I mean, that's a major. That's a major shift. Yeah, and they are enforcing it by also making like any employer who breaks the law um, faces fines of up to seventy five thousand dollars and six months in jail. So they're. Wow. So cool. That is. That's really wonderful. I wonder how I'm I in my mind I'm wondering how they can be like that photo is definitely altered. Right. <laughs> Stand next to it. Yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. Like FBI's though. going into computers. 
It's like we it's were altered. <laughs> yeah. What was what was the movie that we were watching was, this afternoon? Yeah. Enemy of the State. Oh yeah. It would be like that, but with but models finding uh, photoshopped. Photos. Oh no! It was we were watching the uh, the documentary about the wine fakes. Yeah. What is that called, Jazz? It's called Sa- Sour Grapes. It's a really great. Documentary. Highly recommend. Yeah. Five out of five stars from. Han and Hay. Yeah. Such a crazy con, man. It's about the dude who, Rudy, I can't remember his last name, but he, millions and millions of dollars of fake wines. Yeah. And and he was caught out by the FBI yeah. and uh, got him. <laughs> um, And we also watched Enemy of the State. <laughs> it's been a real low-key day over here. Nice, lazy Sunday. Yeah. Um, that's really wonderful. And I love that, especially France, which is, I mean, Paris is like the fashion capital of the Mm -hmm. world and, you know, has been. Yeah. And that's pretty amazing that they're making this big public statement that says, hey, we, we want people to be healthy and we're not going to keep showing completely unrealistic ideals of what your body should look like. Yeah. Like they'll probably models are unrealistically beautiful, but at least now it will be like trying to put the harm on just eating disorders and self-harm and thinking that anyone can look like the cover of a magazine because like there's haven't there been some that they're like this is physically impossible yeah (laughs) like no one could actually look like this yeah the human skeleton doesn't form to these dimensions yeah um that's wonderful way to go france good job france maybe america will follow suit yeah (laughs) (laughs) fingers crossed yeah italy spain and israel have already legislated like they already have that legislator right le- legislation on underweight models you have to get a doctor just another reason to move to provincial france with yeah. my one cow <laughs> my gardens of poppies one cow i might Hopefully have a, you aren't allergic a goat. to are you allergic to goats again don't know <laughs> <laughs> this could end up oh. being a really <laughs> yeah i guess disastrous. the only way you would know is by going to spend time with one right yeah i used to have a, a pig because i'm allergic to so many animals yeah so Cats and dogs so and... you know this hannah yeah. but for those at home <laughs> so i got this pig and uh they say that pigs are really good if you're allergic to other animals because they have hair and not fur but before i like committed to owning a pig i needed to make sure I that this. i was not allergic so the only place that i could do that was at this um because because we're in montana we have like an ag high school where you can uh, learn about, you know, animal husbandry mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. while you're in high school. Mm-hmm. And so they have these huge pigs. So I got uh, I got a mini pig named Louis the Pig Teeth. Um, but before we got him, I, I had no access to a mini pig to check out. So I called the ag school and was like, hey, can I come out? Can I check out your pigs? I need to see if I'm allergic. And they were like, um, okay. Sure. <laughs> sure, come on out. So we go out there and they're like these like 400 pound hogs like they're not like they they're a little scary you know like they yeah. might eat you um for reference Haley is five two and about 100 pounds <laughs> they're so. real big pigs like did you ever see um deadwood oh no okay well they're like woos pigs like he's got some real big pigs that eat people um so anyway so we're out there they eat people and that, yeah, oh, that's scary. how. yeah in deadwood that's how they got i mean i'm assuming this probably happened at some point in history but um, on the show, they yeah. he like fed the bodies 
like instead of burying him, he'd feed him with the pigs. Oh, scary. Actually, I think it's true because I think I was listening to an episode of Laura where someone did something like, like a that. historical yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm there with this huge pig and I'm like, here, piggy, piggy, so I can try to <laughs> touch him and see if I get allergic. And this girl walks by, this high school girl who's kind of looking at me weird, um, just like standing by, clearly not like a, a full grown woman. Yeah. And clearly not like a 4-H kind of gal, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> um, like and I was like, what's his name? And she just kind of like looks at me and she's like pig <laughs> I'm like okay thanks and then she kind of walks away when I when I think no one's looking I like rub my hands on the pig and then like start rubbing my face <laughs> to see if I was gonna have like because I didn't want to like get a pig and then like find out I was gonna yeah. have an allergic reaction so I had to really get in there with this pig and she comes around the corner like as I'm doing it and I just I just took off I think she thought I was like violating that pig in some way but I didn't I wasn't allergic so yeah we got the pig okay thanks bye uh, okay thanks bye bye pig that's so um, funny i don't even remember how we got on that <laughs> um because we were talking about oh we were talking about if you're allergic my to idyll- cows. oh right in my idyllic pastoral slow living yeah art, art farm in france and that in everyone france. should move to france because the lovely wild farm yeah um okay uh, all right. This is kind of funny. I guess this is Animal Corner. We're moving towards Animal Corner, Animal Corner, Animal, Animal, Animal Corner. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I. It's always so hard for me when people do sing. I. It's really hard for me to not laugh during it because it's so great. Well, it I think you should so take all joy. of them and make them into a a remixed. Animal so, Corner remix intro. I could have it also be like the outro of every episode is all that. No, wait. Why wouldn't I just put it? play it before <laughs> Animal Corner? That wouldn't make any sense because then people would be expecting a second Animal Corner only to be disappointed. And have it be the end of the podcast. Animal Corner. Oh, great. <laughs> um, I have had people on the podcast before that didn't know. Or hadn't listened to it, and so they didn't know about Animal Corner. Mm-hmm. And with people, I've been like, and now we're to Animal Corner, and they're like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay. They expect like it's a, a dog to like pop out <laughs> yeah. from under the couch. You know it. You love it. It's Animal <laughs> Corner. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> you need to come up with some really good like puns. Sound bites. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, okay, Animal Corner. All right. What's happening in the animal kingdom? Uh, I, I just thought this was kind of random and funny, but like a brewing company is making a, a beer named after a baby hippo. And it's like in the news. Just today, we were at the Natural History Museum and mm. I decided that baby hippos are the cutest They're of so all sweet. the baby animals. If I had to choose one baby animal to play with, it would be a baby hippo. Oh. But only if the mom wasn't around Did- because they're some of the most deadly animals in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're huge. But have you seen the baby? Like, have you seen? There's been these videos of this baby hippo hippo floating around that was like orphaned, and they've been like giving him baths, and like it's just, it's just too much. Oh my gosh, I love all baby things. Why are all baby things? They're so great. I think that they humans. Here's my here's my theory based on no actual hard facts. Yeah, but my evolutionary theory. and I'm accredited to discuss this because I have a, a theater and <laughs> graphic design degree. <laughs> yeah. Is that Biology. babies have to be so cute 
because they require so much work to take care of. And there's so many things in the animal kingdom where it's like, and the mother will not eat for three weeks while she feeds her young. And it's like, to do that, yeah. they got to be really cute. <laughs> like, we have to really love them. If they were, like, horrible looking, yeah. I feel like just as animals, we'd be like, I, I don't have time for you. <laughs> so that's, that's Haley's evolutionary theory of why baby animals are so cute <laughs> that or maybe we're just evolutionarily programmed to, to think them. they're so cute yeah i think like maybe it's just like we get a weird little rush of yeah. serotonin because based on those features yeah but because... if aliens were to see them they'd be like ah! <laughs> <laughs> there's this pair of i work out at like outside at the park a lot um and there's this pair of geese with baby ducks and i I watched them. I could have sat in that park for two hours that day because I just watched Wait, with them. ducklings? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. And they, when they jump into the water, I videotaped them way too long. Oh, and they're so sweet. Any baby animals that follow in a line, I really love. Yeah. Where you just see a mom with like a little line of them. God, I wanted to be that girl from Fly Away Home so bad. Oh, yeah. And um, you fly off with the geese for yeah. sure. And she she was so cool, and a ton of baby geese were in love with her. And I was like, I want to yeah. be. The morning after I saw that movie, I like walked up to my mom with a list of stuff I wanted to do that day. And one was like, <laughs> and, like number nine was like fly away with the geese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of them was like pierce my nose because she does that in the movie or her. Yeah. Wait, how old were you? I was like, <laughs> I was like eight or something, <laughs> eight or nine. I was like, I'm gonna pierce my nose, put feathers in my hair. I need to get. <laughs> Like, I need to build some wings, wings, some kind of a contraption. I'm going to be this girl. There was a lot of, I feel like there was a lot of movies about like children, I don't know, bonding with animals in the 90s. Yes. Right? So there's like. Andre. Andre. What's the one with the. Um, Free, Free Willy. Uh, Fly Away Home. Mm-hmm. Flipper. Flipper, for sure. Um. Yeah, they're they're left and right in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, they were really big on the like and these animals bond with these kids yeah. in a special way until yeah. they set them free. Doctor Doolittle. Well that he's not a kid, but he can talk to animals. He can but, talk to but animals. But then Raven Simone in Doctor Doolittle Doolittle too, she also has the power. Don't know if I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? Doctor Doolittle Two like there had to be some like like cheeky tagline. I'm gonna Google it right now. Yeah, we I, have to know I, this. My favorite cheeky tagline is uh, "Back in the Habit." From which one is that from? Uh, it's from. Without the context, I don't really <laughs> it's know. Whoopi Goldberg. Um, oh, oh, a uh, sister act. Sister act. Okay, that makes sister it funny. Act too. I was like, Back I don't know the, the I don't know the context. <laughs> I'm also super surprised you didn't know right away that was Sister Act. I know. I'm not as huge as a, of a Sister Act fan as you would think. Based on I knowing am. you. Yeah. Oh, just called Dr. Doolittle, too. I feel like that's a missed opportunity. Um, in the IMDb summary, it says Dr. Doolittle, too. Comedy. Doolittle must save a forest and a bear's life. That's it. That's like the main tag. He's becoming a bear advocate. Yeah. Finally. Wait, that's such a weird tagline, right? Yeah, he has to it's save not, a forest and, and a, a bear's, bear's life. Um, I mean, I don't think it's the one that would be like on the box, but that's what IMDb says. Oh, okay. I thought it was like <laughs> on the box. I was like, wow, wow. someone really phoned Dropped it in that day. Off. The copywriter was. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. <laughs> well, now we know that Doctor Doolittle Two 
doesn't have a fun cheeky tagline. tagline. Cool, cool, cool. Wait, uh, I I totally interrupted. What was the story? Oh, we were talking about baby hippos. Baby, baby hippos. Uh, a Cincinnati like micro like a brewery brewing company there uh, just made an IP, a new IPA, which will be introduced June tenth. Twenty five percent of the proceeds are going to the um, the Cincinnati Zoo. And it's like a real hippo. It's a baby hippo named Fiona. Baby, no, that's the that's ba- the that's one. A baby hippo I've been seeing. Oh my gosh, Fiona! This is that's crazy. Uh, that, that, yeah, I know. I've I been no watching idea. videos of her like getting in the bath. And so, what happened to her again? She was like hurt. I didn't. I didn't know the story. On she was pre. She was born prematurely. Um, and so maybe that meant that she like she had something with her legs or I don't know. I feel like she was like she was having trouble walking around. So they've been like, you know, putting her in the pool and stuff to strengthen her legs and yeah. like getting her in the pool is pretty adorable. And like, oh. I know. Yeah, she she only weighed 29 pounds, which I guess is small. <laughs> what a teeny tiny, tiny. <laughs> baby hippo. <laughs> Um, and now she weighs more than a hundred pounds and they're preparing to move her to a group, be integrated with the other hippos now. Um, so she has a beard. So, and so they're putting some proceeds from the beer yeah. to help Fiona. To, yeah. Towards the zoo. Oh yeah. That's exactly who I've been watching. I would love to have that beer. It's got a, it's like a cute little beer can with a hippo face on the What kind of it. beer is it? Does it's it an say? IPA. Which I love IPAs. Some people say they're, they're, they're too skunky, and I think those people are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, you don't like an IPA? You're crazy. <laughs> oh, Fiona. Fiona. I'm so happy. Okay, here's the other animal corner. This blends into hometown news. Okay. I have a couple hometown news things, but this blended in perfectly. Just a headline in the Alaska um, news what uh that just says yes police are aware that a moose family that there's a moose family on the glen please stop calling 911 <laughs> like i guess everybody keeps seeing the moose family calling 911 and they're like we know uh a mom moose gave birth to two twins near glen oh. highway oh my gosh um and so since the birth, everyone keeps calling to be like there's a moose having babies on this road i think it's because I think it's because it's on the highway. Yeah. Because that's like a pretty major yeah. thoroughfare. Yeah. Oh. And they're like, we know. We know they're there. <laughs> I love that. Moose. And they always, um, we had a moose that would always give birth to twins in our front yard. And you'd like watch them walk around on their teeny tiny wobbly baby legs. And they're just like so velvety and beautiful. Cute. But it's also a little terrifying because the mama... The oh, mama yeah, moose mama are moose. so rightfully protective of yeah, their babies. Of their cutest babies. babies. Yeah, exactly. Um, but baby moose are the sweetest. And I love that the Anchorage is like, we're worried about these moose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Haley's from Anchorage, Alaska. Um, actually, I'll go into then another moose related thing. This is so funny. Moose segue. Yeah, this is really, really funny to me. There's a fun fundraiser that happens in Anchorage where a helicopter, (laughs) this is so funny to me, a helicopter takes a bunch of moose droppings, they like wrap them up individually, and they're all, they all have numbers on like a 
they're all wrapped up in like saran wrap, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. <laughs> loose droppings, and then they put a number on it, and then a helicopter goes up, and it's like 2,000 pieces of moose droppings, and they drop them, and you can buy a raffle ticket, um, and the, they try to drop them on a bullseye. So if yours, if your number matches with the moose turd that is closest to the bullseye, bullseye. then that is a certain amount of money, and the highest amount of money is $5,000 and then they get to choose a charity of their choice to donate to to donate it to so it's all awesome yeah it's like a charity it's so random and bizarre to me too well (laughs) what's funny is I feel like I need to also tell you that like there's this weird moose dropping like commercial economy in Anchorage (laughs) like they'll like make them into like weird earrings and stuff and like paint them for like like I don't know if they're I think that maybe they started as like a weird tourist gag gift and I yeah. think they're still partly that but now there's like one with forget-me-nots painted on it's very strange it's very strange because they're like these dry little pellets yeah but they're like obviously way bigger than deer poop but yeah yeah so that like when you first started talking about moose droppings I'd be like oh what do they make out of them <laughs> but so this is actually much more <laughs> that's so funny um yeah, and so you buy the raffle tickets, obviously. All the buying it goes into the pot at the end. Uh, it goes 5000 for first place, uh, 1000 second, and 500 for who, third. Who puts this on? Um, the Rotary Club. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's just so Release funny the moose poop. Yeah, it's like <laughs> such a convoluted, like, okay, we're going to have a fundraiser. People yeah. buy tickets, yeah. and then we take a bunch of moose poop into a helicopter, yeah. and we try and to release. toss it I know. On I know. I want to be in that, like, marketing meeting where yeah. they're like, okay, what are we going to do for the big fundraiser this year? <laughs> and, and Kathy's like, another auction would be nice. Someone's like, why don't we do a bake sale? I think that we should get a bunch <laughs> of moose poop. Fly it. Fly, try and th- throw it at something. Yeah. Try and hit a bolt. Like darts, yeah. but with moose poop. Jeff has a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, we'll take, we'll take Jeff's helicopter out. We'll write. We'll wrap each poop up in saran wrap. We'll write a number on the outside. Yeah. So that, yeah. And people buy tickets. Sounds great. I would totally go to that. Yeah. I'm going to like tell fun. my friends and family to go to that. And then you like hunt around and you try and find your number. Or wait, no, they hunt it. They like go. They, and find... they just look at the bullseye. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. In my head, it goes even for it. Like I was like, and then it's like a weird Easter egg hunt, of, right? Like, everyone trying to find. Well, that's where I thought it was going at first. I yeah. was going to be like, and there's one golden poop, <laughs> and he who finds the golden poop wins a very special prize. Yeah. Um. All Anchorage. Right. Oh, uh, Anchorage is doing a good job at they have community composting again which so you can um like I feel like part of the reason I don't compost is because I live in a city and mm-hmm. I don't have a garden or a yard yeah so I don't know what you what would to do, do with, with it. it yeah um so Anchorage has a thing where you can compost they'll give you a bucket you can compost and then you can bring it to them mm-hmm. and they do the process of turning it into like really fertile Com- dirt, and then you get compost. it back and yeah and if you you can either be a person who's like no I just leave just drop my off. stuff here yeah. or you can sign up for the take a bucket leave a bucket which is free so you like bring a bucket and then you get to pick out a bucket to take home that's, that's like wonderful. freshly oh, composted I want, I want that yeah that's I thought that was really plan. cool um that's really wonderful and what a good way to recycle as a community yeah it promotes anything that re- promotes recycling 
Oh, I forgot. Especially to- if you don't have the space to like do a yeah. full compost. Like, you know, like you have to have a little like tumbler thing. You have to turn yeah. it. It's that would be tricky. And um, we did composting when I was growing up. My mom built a whole system, but it was like a big thing. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I think this is really cool. Also, this is good news. Maybe I'll look up more of the details on it for the next episode. But I just found out that California is going to stop, is going to start banning straws from being served in restaurants. Oh. Which is awesome because think about I know. how much trash I know. every single just, day. And it's just plastic, which it's is going to take forever to break down. Yeah. And this is coming from a girl who loves straws. I, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> Hannah loves straws. I love straws so much. Especially um, twisty, fun ones, fun straws, but 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 it's so much trash. Yeah, and you do drink things way too fast when you have a straw. Yeah, that's the downside. Coffee, booze, whatever. It's if it's, it's a straw, I'm drinking it in like ten seconds. On your twenty first birthday, I had to take the straw away from you. <laughs> yeah, forever. Take straws yeah. out of all yeah. my drinks because it was just going down too fast. <laughs> They're too fun. I know. <laughs> They're just too fun. But those would also be re- reusable. Yeah. The twisty straws. Maybe that'll be the new norm. Is bring your be own like, straw. Bring BYOS. B-O-S. <laughs> Bios. Bring your own twisty straw. We are a Bios restaurant. Um, yeah, so I thought that was really good news. It's so much. That is good news. I know. I get overwhelmed with the... Thinking about how much trash we create. It. It's mm-hmm. bad. Um, Austin is supposed to... Their goal is... Austin, Texas is going to be like a waste-free... Um, they want to be a waste-free city by like 19. I'm sorry. In by the past, 98. <laughs> the future. Uh 2054 or something like that is waste-free entirely? Yeah, or like uh there will have to be a tiny bit, but it would technically be like everything is compostable or renewable or recycled or gets turned into something, something else. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, they're doing Austin. a good job. They're a good city. I know. I I love seeing these changes happening on the city level yes you know because um, that's I, it just is it affects immediate change within that community and that's pretty wonderful yeah um yeah it's great to have a because it, it's hard to do something just by yourself mm-hmm. um, and I feel like often like national resources. things take so long yeah to get passed or created mm-hmm. or enforced or you know but like on a city level on a smaller scale yeah it's easier to make to take those steps in your own community um yeah. and work out programs for a smaller amount of people than thinking about like how we can we should also think about how we can solve it as a we country really and as a planet but, but it's i think the first steps being made locally is a really good um yeah. strategy it's where you have to start yeah exactly gotta start somewhere Act and locally. then when other cities see other cities be successful at it mm-hmm. see solution based solution when you think about base when it's like there's m- millions of pounds of trash made every day it's like overwhelming you're like okay well, but then when you see somebody successfully make mm-hmm. zero trash you're like oh okay I could do there's that. a solution yeah taking little bites out of it like well let's stop doing straws then and let's yeah. stop doing plastic bags the things that people have Every person uses multiple ones of every day, you know, like if we can cut back on that, that's going to be a lot and we still have a long way to go, but this is going to make a a big difference. Yeah. Um, I do love California. I love living in this state just because I feel like they really try to be like we banned the, we banned the bags. The plastic bags. We're banning the straws. Mm -hmm. 
Go California. Yeah, we did. We ran and we it's ran. no heart of the Rockies, though. It is. It's no heart. No heart and soul. <laughs> the Rocky Mountain Range. Right. It's right in the middle. <laughs> um. Well, now we're to the part where I get to ask you about some personal good news. Personal good news. So, okay. So what, this is any good thing that's ever happened to me? Yeah, it can be, it can be like something you didn't expect. It can be really small, something that made you, something that maybe had a little bit of a lasting effect. Like here, I'll give you some examples. Charles is at one point was getting on a little league Mm -hmm. team or when he realized his stepmom was not evil (laughs) and then I've also had (laughs) always a good realization and then I've also had all the way to like my childhood home burned down and the the town like rallied together or I've had like oh I thought that happened to you I was like I didn't know that (laughs) I never told you (laughs) uh no Jake Spriggs episode Uh, his good news story like blew me out of the water because I was just like what um but uh, or I've had people like this is a shitty thing that happened that was small, but then I realized I have really good friends because of this reason. It can be whatever. It can be whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, this is very low on the, on the scheme scale of like important things that happen in the world, but just a sign (laughs) of like humanity, like, like we were talking about people helping other people that look like they could use a little bit of help. Yeah. Um, so my first year at, burning man mm-hmm. we you know the story i think but mm-hmm. we had we had driven all night and we were really tired and we didn't know what we were doing and we we pulled in and my friend and i were like okay let's go wander around and check it out and um i kind of just wandered out there with like no sunscreen no water no food <laughs> like i was totally unprepared and kind of wide-eyed and overwhelmed at this bizarre yeah you know this crazy crazy place this crazy crazy place exactly um and so I remember as I was like leaving camp um and I only knew I only knew like Hannah there and like two other people so it was a totally (laughs) bizarre scenario um so I wander out there stupidly having no idea what I'm doing and I look next to camp and there's these uh metal flowers because the theme that year was metropolis and so I was like okay metal flowers our camp is next to metal flowers and I wander way out there I start wandering like all the way out into the desert just kind of wide-eyed taking it all in and um I realize that it's getting dark and I need to head back I don't have any water uh so I start heading towards the metal flowers and it's taking a really long time to get there and I finally get there and realize that this is not my camp um, and that there was metal flowers everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> there was so many metal flowers. And I had, like I said, no phone, like phones, yeah. you know, didn't work out there. And I had no idea what I was doing. No lights. It was getting dark. <laughs> and this guy pulls up on this moped and he's wearing a bright blue bodysuit with a crest on the top. And he has a, a matching bright, like neon blue Segway. And he pulls up and is like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, <laughs> you know, the like years of like, don't talk to strangers yeah. like pops into my mind. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just trying to find my way back. And he was like, well, where, where are you going? And I, I gave him our address and he was like, oh, you are on the other side of the playa. Like, are yeah. you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm good. Just point me in the right direction. And yeah. he's like, oh, hop on. I'll take you there. <laughs> and of course, there was that moment of like, is this a good idea? Yeah. I was like, you know, okay, I'm going to 
trust this person. Yeah. And uh, we like zipped across the the playa and like my wind, my skirt is like flapping in the wind. And uh, we, we get on the Segway <laughs> and he's like, lean forward because that's how Segways work. And um, he was like, what's your name? And I said, Haley. And I said, what's your name? He's like, the seahorse. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like took me you know all the way across the whole thing it would have taken me hours to try to find our place in yeah. the dark it would have been a real bad situation where I was lost and couldn't find my way home in a yeah. crazy new place and he dropped me off at camp gave me some water and then he just disappeared into the <laughs> dust and uh it's really silly but I always just think about what a nice thing that was yeah. that it was like here was a situation where it could have gone real bad and yeah. it could have like ruined my whole experience out there because I was just a little lost yeah. you know and he totally saved the day and yeah. brought me back to where I needed to be and like and the fact that he wasn't creepy at all right you know where it's like well like I wasn't totally sure if I should do this but then it yeah. was like oh you really just were helping yeah thank you so much for helping me and taking me back um such a big win when people aren't creepy. I, yeah. I've never really had any, I'm like overly trusting of strangers a lot of the time, but I, I, I've never had a bad situation. I do feel like our intuition is yeah. strong enough that if it's like a real don't stranger danger situation mm -hmm. that you'll feel it. And so, yeah. yeah, I think it's always important to let just like, well, I think I was just other. lost enough to be like, this is probably less sketchy than me trying to wander around by myself and yeah. find the camp I literally just pulled into. Like, I don't even know what our neighbors like yeah. look like or what's around us. It would have been real, real bad. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm great. The seahorse, if you're listening, you really saved my day. <laughs> Thank That's you. That's such a good, um, just for all of life like checking in with people i want to have a bracelet it's like what would the seahorse do yeah <laughs> go around sing. and then a couple years later we were we were riding around and i saw him with a female seahorse on a Segway, oh. and they were a little couple flying and i was like thank you i don't that's know if so he remembered great. me but i remembered him that's so great yeah i love that's that that's my good news that is good news i like that one a lot um I mean, it's not like as important as like someone's house burning no. down. But, <laughs> but that's why I like like the reason that I ask people to share their stories is to like illustrate uh, and show how so many good things happen in all different ways. And sometimes it's huge, or sometimes it's small, but it still has like a very lasting effect. I know. I think about on your it life regularly. Yeah. <laughs> and we, I feel like we can forget about them easily sometimes, mm -hmm. and it's important to re remember. Yeah. So I like I like having people's stories be so different every episode. All the bears at home are like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to have a seahorse bring me home. <laughs> when I was at Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> Typical human. Yeah. Classic. Notoriously. <laughs> they are notoriously self-centered. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the pod. Um... Yeah, guys, look up Haley at the at the Lovely Wild on Instagram and her blog, The Lovely Wild. I'll plug it all in the stuff in the uh, hyperlinks. It's pretty lovely. It's very and, and, a, and a little bit wild. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Well, uh, good news later, everybody. Bye. Bye bye.
than a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.